and gentlemen, welcome to Our Wrestling Podcast. Join Jess, Dave, Cuz, and Craig as they discuss a variety of topics in the world of professional wrestling, such as retro pay-per-view reviews, special events, legend legacies, and more. Our Wrestling Podcast is available on all major platforms, including YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on the notifications so you can stay notified as we release a new episode every Tuesday. Our Wrestling Podcast. Jess. Oh, Dave, you've been a real piece of shit this year, Dave. That's true, and cuz. <laughs> ho, 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 happy birthday to Stoke Cone. And don't forget, Creek. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional <laughs> wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, OWP Gift Exchange. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And don't forget, anything we talk about is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. Guys, it's just a gift being with y'all today and every week. I got I get shed a tear when I do it. Stop record. I know. Stop right, it. Yeah, this, just this, stop it. This is ridiculous. I'll talk to y'all later. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So what are we doing? We're, we're, we're exchanging gifts today. What is going yes, on? Just wrestling gift exchange. There you go. That's the name of the episode. Sorry. What is it? What is it, guys? What is it? Wrestling gift exchange. Wrestling <laughs> gift exchange. So we are, you know, celebrating. Or, well, I almost stepped right to that. I was gonna be like, we're celebrating COVID. Like, oh, we're, <laughs> oh don't. Celebrate. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Oh, Santa messed up. Um. I meant like in the sense we're at least celebrating the circumstances. None of us can see each other this year. Uh, most people are going to be staying in. Uh, you know, it's just the way things shits closed down, blah, blah, blah. So I came up with the idea of let's gift each other virtual gifts like clips. 
wrestling matches, moments, whatever. And we're going to go around the table here and uh, we're going to gift each other uh, either a moment or, but the, the, the viewer or the listener, you guys are going to benefit from this because you know, we'll tell you what date the clip is from and where you can go find it, which is pretty much WWE Network. But I get a lot of my stuff from YouTube. And uh, you can go on there and watch these clips. And we're going to play the clips for you, too. Uh, so it's going to be really fun. So the, we don't really know what each other is going to give us, uh, each other. And uh, we're gonna, just going to start around the room, unless anybody wants to spread some cheer right now and just say their piece about the holidays, huh? Anybody? Uh, I got a ham. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good, dude. I mean, spreading some cheer it's about really, the holidays. I'm looking forward to that ham when I take out of the very good. On Christmas Day. It's delicious. I stuck an earring in my ear for the first time in about six years. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It, the whole thing hurts. Heal? There you go. No. It didn't heal. No, because I, I, when I was a kid, I wore stupid ten gauges that were still thick, so it's easy oh. just to pop right through now. Oh so. wow! See, it mine hurts healed, and it's itchy. Mine healed up. I had piercings too, but I think mine healed, healed up. I just had like the smallest gauge. Never done it. Yeah. No piercings, no tattoos. I'm boring as hell. <laughs> You're a rarity now. I, I guess so. It's, I don't have anything against it. It's just I didn't do it. No. The way you said no piercings, no tattoos is like you did in the beginning where you're like, no inside knowledge, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> no tattoos piercings, no piercings, no piercings, no tattoos, no, to go, no underwear David. to go with. That's right. Just that's right. two it's, ears, it's, it's, it really perfectly natural. Be- <laughs> it's like, that's right. Best OWP ever. I'm sorry, I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> So we uh so yeah we're gonna we can go around the table if if somebody wants to volunteer to go first we can do that too and we're gonna gift each other um our what we think that uh, the other person will like all right what I'm gonna I'm gonna go first because you guys will be better than me so you know I don't want to stop that I'm gonna take off my beard because I can't drink with this beard on so let me oh well there you go okay my first gift goes to goes to the Craigers out here hey it should be incredibly easy to find um. All you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is literally look up the British Bulldog versus the Warlord. And we talk about this quite a bit. We're like, this match was actually pretty good, you know. And all you can do is uh, find the end segment. You can find it on Insta. You can find Are it you talking about Facebook. WrestleMania 7? WrestleMania 7, that's right. Where um, literally at the end of the, of, of the match, Bulldog picks up the Warlord and carries yeah, him does. around the ring before he takes him into a Bulldog Slam. I thought, Craig, that you would really appreciate that. Virtual. Game. I do appreciate that. Roll it, Jess. I can't believe it. I'm going crazy. He's got it. All right. So um, that's, that's a nice fun. gift. That's Warlord's a, a big sack of shit. That Warlord. <laughs> Did I ever did I ever tell you guys that Hogan doesn't like him very much? I don't know. Yeah. Of course, brother. I've heard this story all the time, brother. Brother. I wrote the story, brother. My my next gift is suggests that it's it's probably not so kind because you know why the fuck? What are we doing here? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just I I I enjoy things that make Jess upset. Oh. Fair enough. So it's probably more of a gift to me than to suggest, but my gift to Jess, and I'm not sure if you can find it, but I'm sure Jess will find the clip and enroll it for you. It's literally on probably a Saturday, you know, Saturday morning. You know, it's 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 pre-recorded, where the warrior attempts an elbow drop on a prelim, <laughs> and he just literally his whole body falls on him. He can't even do an elbow drop properly. So these are the kind of things that would just upset Jess to no end about the warrior. He's just 
he's such a goofball in there and it's all about the entrance it's not about any work inside the ring and he still attains so much um acclaim uh from from kitties and and cuz is no different cuz is all about it but he seriously couldn't even do an elbow drop properly so uh just Okay, look, I I know people still do defend the warrior, and that's fine. And he was really young back here, by the way, and he was really green in this clip. Sure. But at the same time, like, don't you learn like basic elbow drops in wrestling school, or right. just like when when you're learning basic? <laughs> He's timing? a warrior. Like it's like he backslashed him. He does the He, I guess, right. He's he's unbridled. He's recruit. crazy. Yeah. When I like that he calmed down backstage. He said, "I'm a warrior." <laughs> I like that he did it twice. Poop. Like he he thought he did the first one really good. Uh, and then he's like, oh, let's do one more instead of like being mortified and be like, I did something wrong with you, my entire body on his body. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta admit, yeah. he he had all the confidence in the world. He really, he really thought that was like textbook. He's like, that was, oh, God, I'm amazing. You guys like my back body splash elbow? Yeah. Like, Is that really what it was? Or are you just trying to make up excuses? He's like, I, the power of the warriors put my whole body fine. on you. Yeah. Uh, well, thank I do enjoy that gift. It makes me very happy. To see yeah, it, like it, it just proves your point, doesn't it, that he was awful? Listen, whoa, we're not here to pick on the dead. We're not here to pick whoa, on the dead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rest in peace. Hey, rest in power, warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anywho, my last gift comes to Cousin, and I, and I was kind of, I was being really selfish. I was going to do a gift almost to myself, and I realized, you know what? I, there's a good gift for Cuz. I, I don't think anybody... He's going to not give Cuz and just give it to himself. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. That's I was great. terrible. I was going to do like a whole angle thing. I'm like, ah, it's Kurt Angle. He doesn't care about Kurt Angle as much. But here, I, I got a, I got a good one for Cuz. I don't think anybody brought it up. And it's really easy to find. And we've talked about it before. We've talked about it in the Savage Archives. And I my gift to you, Cuz, is the cup of coffee Macho yeah. Man, Randy Savage. I almost, that was almost my time. gift to him. And we would have had <laughs> yeah, yeah, when, when, when you told time. me you were going a different route, you, we, we talked offline a little bit. And I said, I'm going to do that one because I think that's a perfect one. Easy to find. Uh, roll that. But clip. what's the cup for? WrestleMania 3, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, 90,000 plus people watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah. Cup of coffee. That's a good one. It's yeah, a classic. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's a, that, have you seen the shirts? They it. have a shirt of him. It's kind of like an animated version of him holding up a little creamer, and it just says, cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, I'm buying that tonight. I will <laughs> find it. Shirt. I will purchase it. Tonight. I think it's like there's 80s tees, and then there's wrestling tees as well you can go to. And the 80s tees does a lot of That's that delicious. wrestling stuff. I'm going to get it. Along with the purple. I'm finally going to get that purple Macho Man shirt, too. They have an ugly sweater yeah. with flair in an ugly sweater. <laughs> and he's like, he's in the middle of a woo. It's fantastic. Like, it's woo! Awesome. That's great. That's great. The ugly sweater is flair in an ugly sweater. Like, yeah, flair, he wore his ugly sweater when he did. Remember when he did like the uh, um, the fake pictures of him and Elizabeth? And she was <laughs> yeah. He's in a flair sweater. We should all give and he that did, to our He did an Joe, interview in a sweater too one time. And it's he's in the middle of saying woo. So they just captured that. And they kind of animated it. And But it's an ugly sweater with flair a picture of flair wearing a sweater and it says woo like on the bottom that's, that's delicious fantastic that's, that's great i love that good stuff who's next oh god as goldberg um, would say you know you know i'll go oh you want to go cuz no don't fine whatever i'm whoa, down whoa. whatever yeah you know what i'll go i'll go, go, first. go, go. yeah i'll go first so i was gonna do one gift Oh, well, multiple gifts to everyone at the same time, but then I decided to split it up. So for Jess, I'll start with you, Fuck. because I actually, <laughs> this is actually going to be a series of five matches. What? And it's oh involving the same people. And I, the reason why I originally was going to gift it to everyone because it kind of has a little bit of everything. It, whether you're a fan of Lucha Libre, 
of of technical wrestling, of hardcore wrestling. If you're a fan of all that, you're going to enjoy it because this ma- all these matches balance all those aspects of professional wrestling pretty well. Like nothing get nothing is ever overbearing. There's not too much hardcore, not too much high spots. This this that. You really talking thought about, this through, bro. Wow. Oh yeah, I did. All right. I'm talking about <laughs> Super Crazy versus Tajiri versus Little Guido. And there's five matches that they had over the course of two years. Wow. It, it, so, it sounds funny. That on was the face. A, there was under the ECW banner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. the first one is I, I think this one is probably my favorite. Um on ECW Hardcore TV, it's from March third, nineteen ninety nine. The next one is ECW TV April fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine. And then they have another one on June nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. And then July 17th, 1999, that one actually starts off, I believe, as a match between Super Crazy and Tajiri. And then FBI come out, attack them, and then Little Guido and Super Crazy are having a match together. Um, And then Tajiri gets back in it, and the referee calls it a triple threat match, and then they go. And then Anarchy Rules, 1999. Um, All all matches are great. You you would think that maybe they're all going to be repetitive, like same spots here and there in every match. But they actually know how to change it up. they're all good matches. I figured just you of, of, of everyone here besides me would probably appreciate it more. I'm sure Dave and Craig would love to watch those matches too because, man, all those guys are so good. They fl- You want to talk about flow like water. They flow like water really well with each other. And super crazy, man. I don't think he gets enough credit. He is fucking smooth in there. His He's transitions amazing. to, you know, Azai Moonsault, he, he jumps from the apron to the inside of the ring, lands on the second rope and does a springboard moonsault. Like everything he does, I think he's really underrated as a lucha luchador. Um, but yeah, all the matches are great. But the only one problem I do have is they all go the same route in that little Guido always gets eliminated first in every single one, <laughs> which, is, which is fine though. But because the way they book him, he's like yeah. kind of like the sneaky heel. He, he has to have all of FBI in there with him helping him. So yeah, it, it, okay. it works and makes sense in that. And Super Crazy and Tajiri are always wanting to go one-on-one, so they also make it a point like towards the end of Little Guido's run in the ring like you were double-teaming and we're getting rid of him, so me and you can have our, our little match, one-on-one match. And it always ends up being really good, so nice. Well, you know, insert any one of those clips fi- you know, we'll find it, one bro. of the clips right now, yeah. Let's check it out right now. And a two-count! Here it comes the Maritano! The Giro! Swinging DDT on Little Guido! Cover! Well, and the funny thing is, is I always, uh, heard about these guys like in ecw like you start reading a lot of them and then internet was in its infancy it went ecw when they were kind of doing their thing too yeah um and super crazy always got a lot of press a lot of people always said good stuff about super crazy um yeah but then little guido too so underrated like so many he just his character was perfect like yeah there's we should just do an episode on like little guys not like yeah yeah i mean i guess like ray mysterio mikey wimpreck little guido like they're yeah I, I like they're not cruiserweights because they never I mean they are they weigh enough as cruiserweights or they weigh the weight of what a cruiserweight yeah. should weigh. But their gimmick was a small guy. Little Guido was little Guido. Like <laughs> Spike Dudley then, could be on there. Yeah, Spike Dudley, yes, yes. I, that's think, a good one. I, I think that's and a great episode. Yeah. We, we get Mikey Wimpreck was like done. Mikey Wimpreck yeah. was the generic on purpose name, a Wimpreck, yeah. you know, like this dorky small, not muscular, and then he always lucked into winning. Remember, was it wasn't he who was technically? Yeah, Foley. him and Foley, and he would Mikey cry. Mikey likes it. Yeah, because weren't they tag champions or whatever or something right. like that? And then every time Foley would be like, we're going to go out there, and it's going to get crazy. And Wimpreck is like, no, please, no. Like, yeah, he'd cry every time. Like, <laughs> and then Foley's like, I don't want to get crazy. He's like, we're going to go out there, and we're going to take it right to you. He's like, I'm not going to take the fight. I'm not going to take it right to you. It's so great. That's really that's awesome. good. Love it. Love it. So what that's you got, all of us? What do you got, what do you got next, guys? That was a that good was one, That was for buddy. Jess. 
That was for Jess. Uh, for Dave. Oh. Uh oh. Since Jess got five matches, Dave, you get two two awesome uh, segments. Oh. This guy because you you kind of don't like him, but you like the other guy that is involved in this gimmick. I'm talking about Edge impersonating Ric Flair's traffic incident. I believe they aired it on December twelfth of two thousand five because I I know on the it was like the it was November when he when Ric Flair, you know, got busted and um, Edge showed the mugshot and a few things a few scenes of Ric Flair. I forgot it was in an interview or what on December fifth, so the week before and then the week after he does he shows the video of the traffic incident and it's Ric Flair or a fucking Edge dressed as Flair wearing the robe and then <laughs> some guy, uh, you know, obviously in the act. Uh, uh, Edge pulls him over. They get out. Fucking bust a fucking figure four right in the middle of the free- well, not in the middle of the freeway on the side of the freeway. Right there. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Great stuff. And we got to show that clip right now. Yeah, that's amazing. Roll it. Ooh, I'm the king of the mountain. This is my town. This is my. Who in the hell? Who does he? He's cutting off the nature boy. He can't cut. This is my town. Who the hell does he think he is? Woo, 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 woo. That's it. That's it. Uh, recently on one of the Conrad podcasts, podcasts, I want to say it was, it had to have been Bruce, but I could be wrong, or it could have been JR. Um, they covered the pay-per-view where they talked about it, or no, or I don't remember what they covered, but they talked about this incident where, you know, Edge mocked Ric Flair or whatever, and they were talking about, uh, uh, you know, how Flair felt, like, you know, about it, because, you know, he they were just like, he was probably all for it. Like, he loved it. Like, even though he's probably a little upset, you know, because it kind of embarrassed him because that mugshot was pretty brutal. But just he looked old and, you know, all drunk and whatever. But like, uh, but like they were talking about it and they were just like, yeah, Flair probably totally dug it and helped edge and help advance him. And I was doing research for the show because I was deciding which gift I wanted to give one of you. And I stumbled upon the Edge and Lita live sex show. Oh. Uh, that and Flair comes oh, out true. towards the end of that and comes in and gets into a fight with Edge or whatever. So, and that was a direct. I think it was in the same time frame as this where yep. Flair mm. came out and was getting his Be- revenge because so. Edge Edge defended the title against Flair at TLC and then he lost and then that's when Edge went on to yeah. his feud with John Cena right after that. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, that's good love stuff. it. And then your so other good. gift, uh, Dave, ah. is Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Angle mock interview of The Rock from, I believe, No, Mer- no Mercy 2000. <laughs> Where the infamous line, sure, Rock, drink up. <laughs> and that's when he beats him that night and becomes the champion. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yes, it's fucking, and they aired it on Sunday Night Heat. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and play that clip. What you think about Stone Cold Steve Austin? Well, The Rock will tell you exactly what he thinks about Stone Cold Steve Austin and all his little shenanigans. Sure, he's a piece of monkey crap and a jabroni. Whoa, that's a little stiff, isn't it, Rock? Sure, Rock, drink up. As you know, Rock, I'm an Olympic champion and one hell of a guy as well. But the one thing I take most seriously in my life is being honest with people. After all, integrity is one of my three eyes. Now, Rock, you've told the world many times that you had nothing to do with Stone Cold Steve Austin being run over by a car last November at Survivor Series. Now, Rock, are we supposed to take your word for it and believe you? You know, The Rock uh, has the innate ability to tell you one thing and uh, and do another and say, well, I, I never did that. and. I, uh, <laughs> that's what, you, know, you know what Cuz has become, by the way, in this little gift exchange? 
it's like a real life gift exchange when you go somewhere and like you just get somebody one gift and then like they shower yeah. you with gifts and then you're like oh you got me this thank you so much and like yeah. and i'm not done i'm like oh you got me two gifts and yeah. you know in your head that's <laughs> yeah. what you want ah! and then oh yeah. a third gift i'm like you shouldn't have and then they're like all right where's my gifts like my wife and I it's do this Coco. every year. Yeah, it's my wife and I Coco. will do, we just do stockings every year for each other because now we have yeah. kids. So all the fucking money goes there. So uh, so we just go, we're just going to do stockings for each other. But then like a stocking gift can, as long as it touches the stocking, even if it doesn't fit inside, it's a stocking gift. It's like my wife will do it every year to me. I'll think I, I get her like a few really good, you know, just minor gifts. They go in stockings or whatever. And then she'll get me like, I'm all, oh, really expensive earbuds. Fuck. Oh, this, oh, that. And then nine years later, she's like, okay, give me mine. And I'm like, I have, Here's one, two, and three. Oh, yeah. lip balm. Thanks, babe. And yeah. oh, <laughs> I went going free underwear. Babe. Thanks, babe. And I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't know. I thought we were just doing stockings. That's what cousins yeah. feel like right now, which is good, yeah, which is a compliment because he's yeah, they're great. Yeah. They're great gifts. Absolutely. But, uh, but, but I'm, we'll it's going to be my turn. I'm going to be like, here's cousin's one gift. <laughs> nah, yeah, we're going to talk shit on cousin after the podcast. Fun. Like everyone just said one clip, and he had like four <laughs> clips per guy. Yeah, yeah, it's like the it's like the hey, center. We, we set the limit. We, at 50 we said twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. We said yeah. twenty dollars. Yeah. Hey, one upper. I know he got it. This is fifty dollars, and cousin wants to show off. I love it. No, but they are. They're just all great clips. Thank you, thank you very much. That was beautiful. Craig's gift. I'll go and I'll get it out of the way. So oh, I'll no, he has to do Craig's gift first, buddy. What? Oh, Craig. Craig. Gift. Oh, that's right. Shit. I always forget Craig. I'm like, anyway. That's so, so bad. So, uh, the world Craig. forgets Craig. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because Dave forgot him one time in the intro. One yeah. time. Yeah. It was one time. Come on. No, no. And you guys <laughs> no, messed me up in the process. Just drink your Moscow meal and give him his gift. God. Oh, yeah. All right. Craig, your gift. Yeah. 1992 SummerSlam, Wembley Stadium. Uh-huh. Involves a British bulldog, but it's not what you think. Huh? Oh. If you remember, in the beginning of the pay per view, they're in, you know outside showcasing all the fans that were waiting to get in the arena, <laughs> and they interview this little little kid, and all this little kid says, "The British bulldog's gonna win, whether he likes it or not." <laughs> it's fucking great. Became yes, infamous became a meme. So that clip is your gift, but I do have a part two to the to the gift. Mm. Do, do you know anything about that person? About that kid? Do not. So what I found out was that not no this I knew about a long time ago was that they actually made an action figure for the kid of the kid. So there's an yeah there's actually no. an action oh figure that showcases them and everything right. And then um, but the other part I did not know that it was actually a girl, a little girl named Amy, and she had no idea until she got an action figure or saw the action figure of herself, and she she actually goes on to say that that was a Christmas present for her, was a SummerSlam '92 uh, tickets. Best Christmas gift ever. Um, but she even met Paul Bear that night, too. So it was just random little. So that's wow. that's your gift, the clip, and then a little tidbit on the person. Because I didn't even really know much about the person. All I knew was he became a meme, and I thought it was a he. And then we all find out it's a little, right. little girl named Amy. And um, action figure made after her. And now she finally knows it's her. Or that we she all, became a living legend. We all, have our, we all have our loving memories of Paul Bear, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check it out in our archives, ladies and gentlemen. It's there. He told her, too. Don't ever Cousin, go to you know, God anymore. damn it. Cuz should have went last. He put major thoughts yeah. in all this. Yeah, stuff. that's really Very good. thoughful, Cuz. Really Very stuff. thoughful. Good stuff. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, all righty. Do you want me to well, go? Would you, you want to go last, Jess? Wait. Uh, insert no. Craig's oh. clip right here. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. We got to watch it. Watch it real quick. Bullock's going to win whether he wants to or not. So I'll okay. I'll go. I'll go next. I'll, I'll let Craig go last. Um, 
I will start out here for Cuz over there. Uh, cousin. Uh-huh. Uh, cousin. Cousin is a huge fan of Macho Man. It's funny that Dave gifted you a clip of Macho Man because I gift, I'm going to gift you another Macho Man promo. Uh, this is from 1994, a little bit before WrestleMania. It's Randy Savage sitting down with like a one-on-one <laughs> interview with Vince McMahon. And Savage was dressed in all black. He had a Monday Night <laughs> Raw t-shirt on, but he had a black jacket on, a yeah. black bandana. And he really like uh, cut this promo where for the first time that he talked about like his real life he talked about his divorce in this promo and he was very like you know he was very uh aggressive with vince here or whatever but he was like he was still talking in this voice but it's kind that was kind of his real voice anyway but he was more but he wasn't like the amped up macho man he was like let me tell you something vince it was more like what did you say to me well the reason why i'm doing this and it was really awesome and it was like a one of the first raw like we started getting accustomed to these interviews in like 97, 98, 99 during the attitude era and the real, because, you know, NWO was all based off realism, you know, like they were real people. They were really invading and Bischoff's vision at the time was let's give him reality. That's why a lot of guys started using their first and last names and no gimmicks anymore. Like Ray trailer, uh, you know, like they all came in and when they joined the NWO, it was just their flat name, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Yep. And so this reminded in 1994, they did start experimenting a little bit. You know, Vince was wrestling wasn't the hottest it had been in 1994. And this was before the Monday Night Wars. So it hadn't started yet. And uh, I want to say this is even a few months before Hogan even debuted for WCW. But Macho takes shots at Hogan in this one saying, yeah, I know what it's like to because in the storyline, Crush turned his back on Macho. If you guys remember that feud yeah. where they were friends and then Crush turned against him and turned heel and draped Savage's uh, larynx against the railing, much like he did Ricky Steamboat years earlier. Um, and so Macho was talking to Vince here and they, he just had a world title match against Yokozuna and lost because Crush came down and cost him the match. So the, he was upset here that Vince had the audacity to ask him why he was upset and why, you know, he wanted to get like revenge or whatever. And then he started, but then he blurred the lines. He was just like, yeah, you know, Crush turned his back on me. It's not the first time I had a best friend turn his back on me and stab me in the back. You know, yeah, I'm going through all the divorce in real life. And yeah, my best friend stabbed me in the back. And he was making a clear reference towards Hogan because wow. a lot of people Brother. know. Yeah. So I'm just going to play it right here. Yeah. Right. Roll that. But I'm going to tell you something. Personal life, going through the divorce and everything. And then having friends stab me in the back. That's okay. Everything's cool, brother. I'm standing tall, walking tall. Everything's okay. You understand? But I am a coiled spring. And I will spring on you. I'll spring on Crush. WrestleMania 10. President Jack Tunney, real good idea not to have me in the building, brother. Real good idea not to have me in the building. So... so- so yeah, he's bringing it to so, a personal so level, freaking, man. Making yeah. it personal. And it's clear that Hogan saw the way Macho Man looked there, and that inspired the Hollywood Hogan look. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Maybe. Maybe. maybe, maybe that looks cool, brother. I was uh-huh. going to yeah, say, it's, it's crazy. Justin, like, taking it. Didn't you also say this? I mean, maybe it was so raw and so real. I don't think they ever aired it again, right? Like, was that one time you saw it? Yeah, it was like, uh, I. Th- th- nobody ever talks about it. It's not on any Savage tribute yeah. video or anything. On, I've never. I it's funny because. Dave gifted him the clip I was going to gift you. I was going to do the cream of the crop. And then I typed in Randy Savage promo. And of course that comes up on top, but like three thumbnails down was it was titled Macho Man Randy Savage's greatest promo. That's all it was titled. And so I clicked on it and I saw him like with the black bandana on it. It was like a close up of his face. And yeah. I clicked on it. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, no, no glasses either. You know, it's just yeah. Different. I don't remember yeah. this at all. And like, yeah, he kind of like it was really cool. It was perfect. I thought. Yeah. yeah, awesome. It was an awesome so Merry clip. Christmas, cousin. Yeah. Merry Thanks. Christmas, buddy. And then the next one is uh, for David. 
I know ah. David loves Edge, and by loves Edge, <laughs> and by loves Edge, I mean he hates Edge. Dave never, he's never, he doesn't hate him. That's not nah, fair to I don't say. hate him. But Dave's never understood the appeal and doesn't really view Edge <laughs> on like a main event level status, which we all think is a just a dip of insanity. Should have been the greatest IC champion ever. But uh, I, okay, fine. But uh, so I said, <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I was gonna gift you the uh, live sex show between Lita and Edge, <laughs> but again, but again, as I was searching for it, I found this, and I was like, "Holy shit! I forgot this happened." And this is from uh, Monday Night Raw, July the twentieth, two thousand and six. They were doing a skit, which I think it was after the live sex show, like a couple weeks after or whatever, if I'm not mistaken. And Edge and Lita are in a hotel, like a fancy hotel, and they're getting ready to sit down for dinner, but he forgot yeah. to order something from room service, and so he's. He's got his shirt off because they're already ready to hump, you know, while they're eating dinner. <laughs> oh, and like, because they were always like sexual, sexually charged because they played off the whole, you know, when Edge really slept with Lita over uh, Hardy when that yeah. whole thing happened. Um, yeah. So, uh, so like he's in the doorbell rings or whatever on the hotel and he's like, finally. And he gets up and Cena comes in and beats the shit out of him in this hotel room and throws him <laughs> across the table. And before I throw, show the clip on the, the little dinner table they have in the hotel room, there's a glass vase. He throws Edge, he like bowls him across the table and it shatters the vase. Okay, whatever. You see the shattered glass all over the table. But then Cena throws him back over the other side. And I don't think Cena really understood like, holy shit, there's legit broken glass, which it might have been sugar glass, but it still can stab you. So it was sure. still on the table. When he throws Edge over, you watch Edge go and like jump and like over it and then <laughs> he slide over the it. table. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. <laughs> And, uh, and I just thought Dave would love Edge getting the shit beat out of him or whatever. And it was a so funny, great. cool Raw segment that I kind of miss. Um, you know, we shit on 2006, 2007 a little bit, you know, because that's when the the uh, Ruthless Aggression era kind of started dying down. Yeah, but, like, I kind of know. miss segments like this where it was just fun and funny and, you know, they did yeah. it. So I'm going to roll it right here for you. Let's take a look. What is this? Somebody call the cops! What I find kind of funny is that we both, me and you both, gifted De- uh, Dave an Edge clip for yeah, the same reason, yeah. and then it happens to be in the same storyline too. You know, yeah. you know what's funny about that too? I don't know if you heard that with Cena in that video. He's like, "Make sure you get your protein." <laughs> get your yeah, protein. Yeah, and my favorite line at the beginning when he walks in there, Jerry Lawler's like, "Somebody should call the cops!" Like real life. Yeah. <laughs> It's back when Jr. and uh, J- you know uh, the King were fantastic. Still, they were they were perfect together at that time. They're on yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were they were great. So good. so my final gift will be for Craig, and it's there funny because like we're all going to base it around the British Bulldog, so I'm not even going to try <laughs> to pretend like I'm not. Uh, this is the British Bulldog, but. I do it for different reasons. You know, you, you hear all the shoot interviews, or you read Bret Hart's book, and he's like, SummerSlam, uh, Davey was on, he was on crack, apparently, and he had a crack pipe up his butt. And like, if it, if it hadn't been for me, the match would have died, and he forgot I what he was doing. through the whole thing. And, and, you know, he's a part of the British Bulldog tag team. Dynamite Kid is heralded as one of, like, the greatest technical wrestlers ever, so he kind of stole the thunder there. And then with Owen, you know, they both were really funny, but Owen is Owen, and he gets kind of the credit for being funny. This moment I captured because this is is when he turns on Diesel and turns heel in 1995 and joins Camp Cornette shortly after. But he had no Owen here in the ring with him. He had no Brett to, you forgot everything, I had to save him. Like Brett always has. <laughs> like, and, and maybe it's true, I don't know, but still. And so he's here, he turns, he's a tag team partner of Diesel and they're taking on Men on a Mission, but they're heel Men on a Mission. And uh, 
he gets in there and he turns on Diesel and turns heel and slaps him in the face and picks him up for a badass power slam. This 320 pound, seven foot man, he just picks up like he's a bag of feathers. And um, yeah. uh, so let me roll it right here for you. Gifted this to you because he's this stands on his own. He turned heel yeah. on his own. It was the first thing you kind of say besides his Intercontinental Championship win, which Brett will shit on because oh, it was because of me. Uh, like he yeah. just kind of turned heel, and I always you forget about this. You forget the long hair that he had. He wasn't in braids. He was in long hair, and then he cut his hair shortly after this. And then you know he had the short hair, and he would wear go back to the legger tight, the legging tights. Yeah. And yeah. him and Owen, you know, together for a fun tag team for like a year and a half or two years or whatever. And then he'd be yeah. part of the Hart Foundation a couple years later, the reformation of the Hart Foundation. But people forget he didn't just come back healed because he's one of Brett's family members. He actually turned heel on Monday Night Raw against Diesel. And it was kind of cool. Yeah, that was good. I, I mean, I, I'd like to see men on a mission photoshopped and airbrushed out of that clip. But uh, that was a cool thing. <laughs> Just Why? to have Davey kind of be the, the the center of that kind of whole thing, and I if do you, like if the it way was just Davey churning on Diesel and them clearing the ring and having yeah. him just destroy Diesel. Yeah, that yeah. Would have been cool. Yeah. yeah, he was. He's always second banana or part of the group or like in the, in the background to see him. That's cool. Yeah, it seems. Thank Jess. Yeah, that's nice. All that's right. a nice gift, baby. All right, all right. Is it Santa Craig's turn? Yes, okay. it's Craigers. Um, so the thing about I'll go Dave first. Uh, all right. I thought that Dave was going to be gifted all power and glory stuff because I was going to do like Roma, <laughs> Jordan, the Four Horsemen, like, and then I was like, it, it'll all be like power and glory. So like, but that's so funny. Y'all went edge. So, but what I did from a personal note because it makes me laugh. A this song and B is its personal story between Dave and I of how uh, we've, we've talked about it on the podcast before how he trusted me to give him a pile driver in the oh, middle God. of uh, yeah. uh, the the Birch's house. Uh, Jess's house, and uh, I made brain fluid and clear sinus things come out of his nose. Hey, hey and, Greg, he for, and he forgave have, me. My sinuses have never been clearer, so thank you. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, and yeah. so to, to to celebrate that, uh, one thing we always used to do is we would blast uh, the wrestling album to 1987, Pile Driver, the wrestling album. <laughs> Coco Beware sings his title track. They spent some money and did a construction kind of... Uh, construction yard kind of semi-homoerotic like YMCA video. <laughs> uh, but Dave, this one is for you. Yeah, oh, this thanks, is, uh, buddy. This also has uh, If You Only Knew on it, which is, uh, which is a great song, which Jess and I used to scream at the top of our lungs when we would sing it together and do all the different pieces. Uh, but the Paul Driver's for you. Let's roll that clip. There you go, buddy. And also, so yeah, a little note too. Dave might have been on a couple of these, but primarily it was me, Joe, and Craig. And you had a paper route. Uh, I, I think, a, God, it was like 
you came back from Emerson College. Yeah. And I don't remember what year it would have been, but you had a paper route. And so yeah. you would start, you would have to go to the paper central, uh, wherever that was at like three in the morning. And, yeah. and then you would get loaded with papers and you had your, a Ford Ranger with a camper shell on it. So you would load the back with like 500 pa- newspapers and I, either me or Joe would lay on the back of it and sleep or whatever. And then the other person would ride in the cab with you. And we played pile driver the entire time while we're delivering papers. We're throwing papers like paper boys into people's yards. And I'll never forget it. Like it's like like three, four, five in the morning. And we go and like the next day, Craig would get a report. If somebody complained, they didn't get their paper. So we had to be better the next day. But like we yeah. would do it like we would do it after really hanging out late uh, at Craig's house and like yeah. we would uh, three in the morning, just get in the car and go. And I'll always remember blaring the pile driver soundtrack <laughs> and us singing at the top of our lungs and laughing. And like, man, I always driver. remember the jealousy. I would just bring friends with me every morning to do my route for two weeks. And then it's all these old dudes that are probably working second jobs and they're all by themselves. We're all wrapping papers at the depot. And it's like, us like me and all my loud drunk friends like nah, nah, you know right this is that right guys like and we're all yeah. wrapping papers and everyone just wants to like just and be quiet you joe suplex you across the hood of your car we were the, hood of the car in front of everybody got, it was the hood of the truck <laughs> and craig pulled in yeah. and they didn't they're like hang on a second we don't have all the papers yet we were waiting for the big shipment to come in yeah and so we were bored and so craig's uh joe was like let me suplex you across your hood and craig's like okay <laughs> so he suplexed craig across his hood and every i just remember it was it's dead silent it's like 3 30 yeah. in the morning everyone's waiting like this alleyway for the fucking paper again it's all grumpy older men and like their yeah. 40s and 50s yeah, like, probably taking, taking second jobs just to make sure their kids have the best toys for christmas or whatever and it's dead silent and you hear thump across the hood <laughs> suplexed across the hood and we're dying and laughing and everyone's just looking at us like just just daggers. Just staring. Yeah, and it's dead silent. It was the best. And then my dad's like, why is your hood dented? I was like, I don't know, Dad. I don't know. I think it was the papers. Oh, yeah, oh, my God. friend suplexed me on and I let him. <laughs> uh, uh, good, good times. Uh, so, Cuz, I know uh, yeah. briefly you've mentioned your love of uh, Frontier Martial Wrestling. Yeah. And so I wanted to uh, to gift you a wonderful match that happened in 1996 at the Kawasaki Stadium one of the uh one of the most brutal death matches historically there was four guys that just no one does it better it's Hayabusa and Masato Tanaka and against Mr. Pogo and Terry Funk no ropes exploding barbed wire double hell exploding death match yes. <laughs> which, I mean, you can't go wrong with a name like that yeah, yeah. just throw all that stuff in there in which the ring is there's a timer to when explosives I believe will go yes. off oh yeah. my um, gosh sirens go off um, and they're all it, just it in the ring when all scary. these all these batteries and fires are going off I don't know how they did it and then there's double fireballs in this thing and there is blood everywhere and they're barbed wire and people keep getting pushed off into barbed wire and Let's roll this clip, and I think if you started like like fifteen minutes, or like when the explosion starts, pretty cool, or the very kind of end sequence with Funk and Hybus is good. And up. Completely, and then they have to just lay on the mat to watch the to mm-hmm. just protect themselves from these explosions. Like imagine just you know being fireworks surrounding the ring. So, but I thought of you, uh, and I wanted to pick something of Hybus up. So let's roll it. That's a great clip, and I actually My have God. that um, 
you know, you guys always talk about trading tapes back in the day from people you know in your community. Oh, I got this tape, got Ric Flair, Hogan, blah, blah, blah. That, when I got these tapes, that's when in like the internet started becoming the spot where, you know, you didn't go to WW.com or WCW.com or anywhere to get any of these types of tapes or any anything mainstream, basically. There is RF video. Are they still around? I forget. Uh, you know? Yes, they, they are. Yeah. They are? Yeah. 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 And that's where I got it from. I got a couple F- FMW tapes from them. Um, I, I don't even remember. I think I saw Hayabusa on the internet. Oh, ECW, of course. That's where I was. That's how I got introduced to him um, from Heatwave 98. And then I wanted to know more about him. And I saw um, on RF video that they had a bunch of FMW tapes. I'm like, I'm going to order a couple of these. It took a couple weeks to get there or to get here. They sent them in those like generic blue fucking VHS, VHS yeah. cardboard cases. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's a great clip. And, and I, you know, I enjoy the match, even though it's a lot of, you know, car crash trash wrestling, you know, as a lot of people would say. But I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed a lot of FMW. No, when, when Joe would see cool wrestling moves, Joe would always say, that's a G.I. Joe move. And what Joe means by that is he was like, I would practice with my G.I. Joe figures, like just crazy, <laughs> you know, crazy yeah. moves, you know, like yeah. whatever. But like that, when we would see it real life done in wrestling, which Hayabusa was that everything he did was that like he innovated yeah. so many different transitions and ways to yeah. do things and ways to illustrate violence. Like every time I saw him, I would laugh in my head because I was like, Joe right now would be saying that's a G.I. Joe move. It's just something you practice with two figures on each other. It's not real life, right? Like the Scott Steiner's Frankensteiner. When we yeah, first yeah, saw that, insane. Joe's like, that's a fucking G.I. Joe move. I did that move with two of my G.I. Joe figures. Like, you know, and then yeah. you see someone in real life do it, if it makes sense what I'm describing. And like Hayabusa was like, everything he did, he he made up and like made famous like transition spots that guys do to this day. Um, the way they the way yeah. they shift, like Rey Mysterio, like when he would go up to the top rope and he you would bring him up for a power bomb and then he would flip around or he would jump on your shoulders. Yeah. And and then he would flip around and then he would take you over for the Hurricane yeah. Rana. Like mm-hmm. that is a G.I. Joe move. And like guys like Hayabusa, like he started it. If you go back and watch anything he did, like he was so like that. He would get on the top rope and you would almost see his gear spinning. Like I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to flip under and I'm going to pull him like that into a suplex. And you're like, how the fuck did he do that from the top rope? It, it, it was just, yeah. I, it's hard for me to yeah. even describe like. To watch him was amazing. So many people, nobody, and there's that famous picture, right, of him and Vince it, when after he got paralyzed, he was in a wheelchair, yeah. and Vince yeah. McMahon is like Vince. standing next to him or whatever. Nobody talks about him because he was never in like the United States for that much, except for ECW. But like everybody respects him, even Vince. Yep. Even there's yeah, so Vince. many people that are like he yeah. created the segue moves into something else. So I know we complain about high spot, high spot, high spot. Unfortunately, Hayabusa created those segments where he just did it slower, but like now guys do it. Okay, I'm going to go up and you're going to pick me up like this and then I'm going to spin around. You yeah. know I'm going to spin around. But Hayabusa did it to where like he made his opponent confused. You didn't you didn't know he was going to do that. That's how good he was because he was doing it probably for the first time on them and they were just sort of going along for the ride like, "All right, buddy, like whatever you want to do." But he just he did flub a lot and and that's I think a lot of people do give his matches thumbs down because like, oh, he boxed a lot. But I'm like, dude, he fucking, he was literally thinking on his feet how to advance wrestling. If that makes any sense. He was trying something new. He was amazing. He was amazing to watch. And it's funny you said Rey Mysterio. He was trained by Rey Mysterio Sr. So thank gosh for Rey Mysterio Sr. to like... Yeah, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that actually. That's perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, just in Mexico. Rey Mysterio had the same kind of fluid moves, and he's a smaller guy, so he sort of got away with it. But Hayabusa was a what like 
you know, like, like six, six foot, foot, six foot one, yeah. like, you know, whatever, yeah. like a, a, a normal sized wrestler, like 230 pounds, 240 pounds. And like, so yeah, he had scars all over him. And like, he just, yeah, yeah he was awesome. He did yeah. the death matches, but he like learned how to transition it. So that's a, that's a really him good Him and Masato clip. Tanaka have good matches too. So yeah. They get me excited. Those two, those two. Yeah. Tanaka was like another one that I'm like, oh my God. Like if you just stop and ignore the hardcore stuff that they did because they really fell into that and people will classify them as that. I'm like, if you just watch their movements, like I always use that phrase flow like water. They like, they're like water in there. And like, they're just like Hayabusa reminds me of Dave Chappelle. There's all these stories where Dave Chappelle will walk into uh, an improv and be like, can I have some time? And he'll go up there and he'll free talk, just free flow for like two hours, three hours, four hours. Like he'll just, just to find some nuggets. Yeah. And people are like, it's hilarious, but you could see him working it out. And that's the amazing thing. Hayabusa was the same thing to me. You watch his match. I'm like, I'm watching him right now. Figure this out. I'm. He might've talked to his opponent a little bit before the match. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to do this. Like, just kind of go with me on this one. But like, yeah, he's, He's free flowing like in front of a crowd, like at that point, and then he'll do it over and over again and get it good and, and perfected. But that's how I think about it. So you kind of indirectly gifted so, me too, Craig, because I love him. Yeah, I love, <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. But yeah, so, like he's he's awesome. So should we talk about any any surprises on the gifts? I I, I just have some surprises on my end. I am surprised <laughs> that one I got no power and glory gifts, which was I thought mm-hmm. for sure was going to happen. I stayed away and, from it because I thought and, that. And, I, and, I no, get, and, I, and, and no Kurt Angle gifts. Jess, uh, Dave's got to give Je- or Craig's got to give Jess's gift. Oh, I got sorry. one gift left. Oh, oh my God. Forget forgetting yeah. about Craig. Well, we talked about like, and he just said I got my gift. <laughs> I was I was messed up. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Craig. You got it. Uh, I, there was a, I also want to uh, focus on the... The second place things that I, that never quite made the uh, the list, but I'll I almost yeah, gifted let's... these folks is, is like a was uh, the Dennis Stamp Titantron was one of them <laughs> <laughs> for for Jess. I was going to Thunder in Paradise uh, opening theme oh, credits. What a great opening! Or, or the scene from No Holds Barred when like he he fights the guy in the limo who pees himself. It's like oh, a yeah. super Hogan overacting scene. Or uh, <laughs> a Ken Patera botched promo, which is classic. <laughs> And even Mean Gene kind of like breaks in the middle of it. And he makes like no more than probably seven flubs of words. And they just keep going with it. He just does not stop. Um, For those of you, by the way, real quick, if you don't go back and watch Ken Patera's heel work, you are missing out. Like it's a it's an absolute gem. Ken Patera as a heel was legitly incredible. Like he was fun to watch. Yeah. What do you got, Craig? Uh, And so for Jess, this is... uh, uh, we spend our, our most of our entire lives chopping each other in random places uh, with our group of friends. So it doesn't matter if it was the supermarket or the high school squad oh, yeah. or wrapping newspapers. When we're trying to make a living as kids and like uh, do work. So in the spirit of that, I was looking for kind of the most br- brutal uh, kind of chop fest that I could think of. Uh, I was going to think of like Wahoo, like flair, like best of montages. And someday when this is all over, we're going to chop each other again, guys. We're going to chop <laughs> each other. Uh, Six months. But this, Six months. this is Kenta Kobashi and Kensuke Sasaki from Noah Destiny 2005. This was like a, almost like a icon versus icon match in front of 62,000 people. And there's a segment in this. They go half an hour. I think about the 15 minute mark, they do a chop fest, which goes probably six full minutes where they're just <laughs> trying to say, like, who's tougher? Um, it's, it's amazing. And I think they've done like little memes and gifts of just like the part, uh, a rapid fire together, but you can either watch the whole match on YouTube is where I saw it. 
um, or uh, on YouTube clip. They also just have just the chop fest. So uh, Merry Merry Christmas, Jess. Here's your chop fest, and let's uh, see these two big brutes beat the living tar out of each other. So, and we also too, oh Joe. Joe is linked to so much of our pain. By the way, um, <laughs> like when we talk about stories, there was two chops that Joe developed. It's the flare, which is like the backhand. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean on the chest, and then there was the pillman, which hurt like a motherfucker. Pillman was the full. Was this? That was pillman. Yeah, full like where the big the show chest. puts in. The big so show is that big. yeah, and we had like this un this weird unwritten rule that if you got in front of someone. And you tap their chest. That means they f- they have to submit their chest to you and take the chop. And it fucking sucked. Like I remember, we went and visited Joe in Chicago, and we were irritating uh, his wife at the time, and uh, a couple other people we were with because we were literally chopping each other in a fucking supermarket, and it was loud, yeah. and we we're like fuck. Yeah. And so like we were walking down the aisle, and she was just getting irritated after a while because we just kept doing it. And we would just, we'd all try to walk casual or whatever. And then we'd turn around, like, I would just turn around to look, oh, let's get this beer. And then Joe would be in my fucking face, tapping me on the chest. I'm like, God damn it. And I had to expose my chest. He'd be like, Pillman, and slap you so fucking hard and so loud. And yeah, so we do that or we do flare and we just do the back chop or whatever. And the thing about chops is they're not quite. So if you're in a supermarket in an aisle, like, even if you're four (laughs) rows over, you'll just hear. Yeah. And you're like, ah, like, you'll just like, it's just the loudest shot like across it's so fun she's like these damn, damn kids damn kids so wow oh, that yeah. was a holiday episode that was a, a lot of good yeah, gifting that was, that was good, good gifting so I, I already did my lame surprises because I went quick no power glory no uh, no Kurt Angle uh, Jesse a little surprised you didn't get any uh, hold on no because I think that was kind of the theme now I like understand that everybody <laughs> wants to stay away from that I'm surprised but you did one of the things you almost gifted Dave was a Kurt Angle tapping Hogan out you piece of shit I and, almost um, did it, yeah. King of the Ring. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you brother. Did that that would have been it. delicious. The You're the real time, American the brother. The only time I'm not the real American. ever submit. Yeah. The only Is that right? Time. Yes. Yeah, but he, but he kicked out of like five ankle locks, so I think he's okay. Like, yeah, what about whoa, whoa, what about Luger? When Luger fucking... Oh, shit, you're Hogan. right. <laughs> oh, when he <laughs> racked him, yeah. Dude, yeah, and that you're right. Fuck. I don't know for some odd reason. You know, it's funny. It's internet crazy that like people saying this is the only time Hogan ever submit. You're right. I fucking forgot about that. That's right. So, yeah, well, wow. it's like Luger, so it doesn't count. I think so. Yeah, that's true. I well, he lost it with the next week or two. Yeah. I title. I couldn't find the clip of Luger's narcissist debut and Bobby Heenan slobbering all over him. Like, oh, you deserve it, Lex. Oh, yeah. You, Lex, show him, show him your body. Show him your legs. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's They're jealous <laughs> and they should that. be. Oh, so much, Lex. So much, so oh, don't tease us. Oh, man. There's so much good stuff out there. Well, God damn it. Merry Christmas, everybody. And, you know. Uh, again, everybody that's watching or listening to this, you can go check these clips out. You can go find the full length ones because obviously sure. YouTube's a piece of shit. It won't let me do more than like Whoa. a few seconds or whatever. So uh, yeah, you guys go them. check go the full clips out. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so Merry Christmas. Anybody else want to spread some cheer before we go? Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Thank you for watching, listening, being fans. And here's to 2021. There you go. Hit us Happy up on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And no tattoos, no earrings? It, no, no earrings. It's inspired by the <laughs> WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. This is Dave, Jess, Cuz, and Craig with the OWP signing off. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Don't get offended. 
Talk to you later. Have a good one. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>